Welcome the founder and host of BuddyCast, Nick Sorensen. Hello, buddies. Welcome to another episode of everybody's favorite show, BuddyCast. I'm your host, Nick Sorensen. Thank you for joining us today on this lovely afternoon. I'm here with my new buddy, Paul Faust. How you doing, Paul? I am always good. Always. Awesome. Glad to hear that. So, Paul, you're an actor. You've been in hit TV shows like The Office. we got to start from the beginning. What sparked your interest in acting? Uh, I always was uh, sort of a, a wise guy, uh, performer. I, it just was always who I was. In high school, I uh, was in a theater program for four years. Um, so I did it. Then I went to college and uh, almost dropped out of college to go to Lee Strasberg Theater School. Um, and then I realized that that I probably didn't have the dedication of the actors out there that would wait tables, live in a car, uh, drive cabs and just hustle. They made it. So I just decided to do it as a hobby, something that I would do if I could, when I could, if I could and pursue my other interests, which were my business interests, my entrepreneurial interests, and then kind of get back to it as I found opportunities or could. So, you know, I, I kind of one of my quotes from high school was all the world's indeed a stage. Like, mm-hmm. I'm always active. There's just no cameras around. Mm-hmm. And what are some of those business interests that you've talked about? So I'm the president of a company called ringboost.com. And what we do is we provide phone numbers to businesses all over the country. So memorable toll-free numbers, local numbers, easy dial numbers, uh, numbers that they use to drive more voice interaction. I believe that voice interaction is the most important kind of interaction you could ever have. So ringboost.com, you can get a phone number, Put in your marketing, makes it easier to remember, easier to communicate. So that's a core business that I'm, I'm president of. I'm also a consultant to some other companies. I'm a partner in a funding company called Trust Legal Finance, um, where we help lawyers get money for their um, clients and their firm. And then most recently started a company with Bruce Bellacci, who is a writer and director, has been in Hollywood 25 years. We started our own production company called B. Bellacci Films, and we are making our own movies. We just shot one called Love Kills. It's wrapped. We just sent it to distributor. Should be up on Amazon Prime or Amazon in, I would say, 30 to 60 days. Love Kills. Um, got a great cast, and, and Bruce did a great job writing on it and directing. Uh, I play. I'm in the movie. I also uh, helped uh, write some of it and, and executive produced. And we're going to start our next movie in July. So uh, I, I encourage everyone to check it out. Uh, look up on uh, Amazon in a, in a month or so, and you'll see Love Kills. And then awesome. we're going right into production of our next one. Awesome. Can you let us in on that new movie, on the movie that's coming out in July? The one that's coming out, the, well, the one that's up now is, is called Love Kills. Well, it'll be up in about 30, 60 days. It's a, it's a, uh, started out as a thriller. Now it's turned into a dark comedy. Um, it's got, it's, 
it's got some really funny parts. It's it's again, we're an independent film company. We're making them on our own, uh, micro budget films. Um, and then the next one we're going to start is a unbelievable story. I call it a it, it's a boxing movie, but it's not really a boxing movie. It's more boxing is the backdrop for the relationship between two people, how they're saving each other, um, race, how they get learn to get along and love each other. It's a really powerful uh, script that hopefully we start shooting in July. That's the plan. Um, our plan is to do you know four to five movies a year if we can, quick shoots, um, and then grow from there. So we're just having a lot of fun doing our own thing, being creative. Uh, coming up with our own concepts, hiring the people we want to work with, uh, repeat actors if we like them, and just build our own thing and, and just be creative. And it's a fun, creative experience to um, put your own stuff out there. And again, these aren't, this is not, you know, big box office, you know, 10, 15, dollars budget. So, and the point is anyone can do it. Like if you really believe in the stuff and love being around it, love being around these people, um, you could do it. And I'm, I'm trying, hopefully, for the Office fans out there, trying to get some of the people that you might have seen who, who appear in the Office to pop into some of these movies at some point. So something I'm working awesome. on. Awesome. Let's say there's an actor out there watching, something like that, and they 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 hear about your stories and they really want to be part of them. How can they get in contact with you? Or how can they, oh, they reach, can out, reach to out to me directly? Um, as I have my Instagram, at CoolGuyPaulFaust. They can contact me there, follow me there, reach out, send a message. I'm on Facebook. I'm pretty easy to find. I love communicating with, uh, you know, both fans of the actors, uh, fans of the office, um, my own friends, and really anyone that wants to have a communication, you know, business people, real people that that just want to connect and share stories and could be about business, could be about life, could be about TV and acting, reach out. Like, you never know where the next conversation, you know, will come from, you know, uh, which where I tell people, like, again, I'm not, I'm a businessman first and an actor second as, cause fun. But for people that want to act, like I was, it was a question you were going to ask me cause we talked about it. It's mm -hmm. like, do everything, do regional theater, do off Broadway, do a play in someone's basement. You don't know who's watching. I don't know who's watching this podcast. You know, maybe it's, maybe it's 99% uh, your good friends. And there's one person watching who makes movies or is a producer or is a casting and says, God, I like that guy's personality. So you don't know, who you're around. You don't know who's who. So get out there and just pursue your love and don't let, you know, somebody tell you, well, you can't do that. You have to do it this way. That's everybody told me. You have to yeah. do it this way. I'm like, well, why? Why can't I just raise some money, start my own company? Because you can't. Well, I can. Well, we're going to make a movie for uh, $50,000. No, you can't do that. Well, why not? Uh, we're going to shoot it in five days. You can't shoot a movie in five days. Well, we did, <laughs> you know, uh, you can't get it up on Amazon in 36 days. Well, we're going to like people are so afraid and they're so stuck in these rules and the way things are supposed to be that, that they're just afraid to take the risk and go for like, what's the worst thing that happens? Um, nobody likes the movie. Okay. I had a really fun time making it. So I'm really not worried about all that stuff. I'm just doing what I like to do and, and what I'm passionate about and having a lot of fun doing it. That's the way to do it. The absolute way to do it. Just have fun and do what you do pursue your passion. Don't be afraid of what other people say about you, you know? Yeah, it's because they're afraid. They're afraid, so it's easier to knock you down and say, well, you can't do that or don't do it. Or they're pursuing, in my mind, the wrong thing. They're uh -huh. chasing money. I'm chasing happiness. I'm chasing living my life, doing what I want to do. The rest will take care of itself. You know, I, I never saw a U-Haul follow a hearse. 
I can only you know sleep in one bed. I don't need seven houses. Like I'm just trying to be happy, and <laughs> and the rest will come. And I'm doing I'm doing pretty good at the happiness level. Exactly. Glad to hear that. So going back, you've mentioned the office a lot of times. How did you discover that role? So it, it's an interesting story for the people who, who know the story. Um, my cousins through my wife uh, created the office. Greg Daniels created the U.S. version of the office. And my cousin is Paul Lieberstein who plays Toby. I was out in California on business, had a day to kill. And I reached out and said, hey, you guys mind if I come by the set and watch you work? I'm a fan of the show. I'm a fan of TV. I'm a fan of comedy. So like, absolutely come by. So I went by in the morning and I spent the whole day there watching them shoot craft food services, hair and makeup. I and mean, I literally got to experience every part of the experience. And at one point, Greg brought me into the writer's room. He said, you want to meet the writers? So I said, sure. Brought me to the writer's room. And he said, this is my cousin. He's a little crazy. Tell him what you do, Paul. And I happened to talk about one of our other business that we had started at the time called 1-800-PREPARE, which is a disaster preparedness company. I think there had just been an earthquake in California or something. So I talked about it. This was a two-minute conversation. He said, okay, we got to leave. The writers got to get back to work. I walk out of the room. When I walked out of the room, unbeknownst to me, BJ Novak said, that guy's got to be a character on the show. He wrote a character called Cool Guy Paul about me. Fast forward six months later, I get a call in my office in New York from Paul Lieberstein. It says, hey, I don't know if you want to do this or if you can do it, but we are shooting a scene tomorrow. You were the inspiration for the character. We can't find an actor to play the part. Do you want to audition to play yourself? So long story short, read the script, auditioned to play myself, got the part, flew out, shot the next day. It was crazy. So uh, you never know where an opportunity can come from. Um, a, a lot of time people say luck. No, it's not luck. It's when opportunity meets preparation. I was in the right place at the right time. There was an opportunity. I jumped on it. You never know where or when that's going to happen. It's happened to a lot of actors that way. Um, you talk to other actors in the office, the, the opportunities are similar. So it's possible and it's out there. Mm -hmm. And what did you think about your character on The Office? Like, how could you relate to your character? I know it was built around you, but. I mean, come on. Yeah. I mean, come on. That's a simple. I mean, cool guy, Paul. Look at it. It was tailor made <laughs> for me. Um, you know, it was. Look, they gave me a great name, cool guy, Paul. It could have been a lot of other things. I think that I'm a pretty matter of fact person. I don't like to waste a lot of time. And, and the perfect line, which was we could have done this over email. Like that, like. Yeah, I'm a little bit more friendly than the character, but the whole point was like, guys, we're just a meeting just to meet. So, um, but it's not very easy uh, doing a show like that having to be serious because they're mm. very funny people. And I had to stay serious, which was was not easy. I was about to ask, was it hard to keep in straight face and everything like that during like during shooting or during rehearsal, anything like that? Oh, yes, because you know, I was sort of, you know, I, I'm playing a small part with a few lines, not a regular. Uh, so I have my lines and they got to stay my lines. But Brian and Ed Helm, they're super funny human beings. They're the, they're the most professional at what they do. And if we shot 20, 30 times, they don't say the same thing every time. So you never know what's going to come out of their mouth because they're improving lines and they're like little tweaks and this, that, and the other. And I'm sitting there with a straight face. And I think these guys are brilliant. I think they're at the top of the game when it comes to uh, comedy and acting. And so I had to sit there and I didn't know. It's not like you can get used to what they were saying. And you always got to keep in mind, this is their office. This is where they work. So they have a lot of fun. So when the camera wasn't on them, you know, Brian Baumgartner is making face at me like, like trying to make me laugh. You know, they're having fun in their work environment. This is where they go to work every day. So and I had to sit there like, 
kind of annoyed that I was at this meeting. So it was really fun. But that set, not that I've been on that many. I've been on other sets and other uh, TV and movie productions. That is truly a family. Every single person, the camera, the hair and makeup, the nurses, the food, they were like a big family. So everyone was supportive. Everybody was helping me out. Everybody was kind of Bob Vance. Uh, Bobby Ray Shaper was kind of a mentor to me because, you know, it was new for me. And he was sort of like, you got this. So it, it's really just a, a close-knit family. And they just want to put out an amazing show uh, for their fans. Mm -hmm. You just answered my next question, which was, uh, what were your thoughts on, um, on like your co-stars? Like you said, Brian and uh, Ed, all them, like you just. Look, every single one of them was friendly. I'd been on the set other days in the past. Everybody was welcoming. Like it was literally like a family. Um, look, uh, we can get to it next, but the reason I was invited to the first you know, convention was because Bobby Schaefer, who played Bob Vance, Vance Refrigeration, said, you got to invite Paul. So it's, you know, I've built friendships with these people now. A lot of the people that I met at, you know, even at the convention, I hadn't worked with, but we kind of have this thing in common, this little tiny thread that we got to be part of this experience, part of this amazing show, this amazing um, fan base that I'm blessed that I got to be a little tiny part of. And now I've met these unbelievable people that I get to call friends. I'm, I'm very blessed. Mm -hmm. And you still keep in touch with any, with any of them? Any? Yes, absolutely. So um, I keep in touch with a lot of them now after the show, I really only kept in touch with, you know, Paul Lieberstein who plays Toby because he's a relative and Angela, who was a relative. She's married to my cousin Warren. They're now since divorced, but uh, have a child together. So I would keep in touch with them now since the, you know, the reunion started, I speak to Kate Flannery almost every week. We have developed an unbelievable friendship. Uh, Blake um, Robbins, who played one of the Halper brothers, Shira Scott, Kellen, uh, your friend, you know, who's a Dwight impersonator amongst others. Um, Noel. I mean, I just, you know, reach out. Mike Starr. Yes, I've developed these amazing friendships. Uh, new people. Uh, Amina, like it's, it's, it's really just a cool little family and everybody's working on new projects and, kind of supporting each other and it, it, it's awesome i'm you know i was led into sort of you know the candy store uh for someone like me and I, and and very i pinch myself every day that i was blessed to be allowed behind the curtain you were led into the candy store and you walked out with all the goods all of them all of them all of them all of them and i'm not letting them go nope so you keep talking about it you keep mentioning it tell us about the reunion uh so uh some friends of mine, now now they're friends of mine, Ardell and Jesse, super fans of the show, decided, you know, that they were going to put together a gathering like a con, like a Comic-Con or other con for The Office. There is no fan base like The Office, period. They love the show. They they There's people who literally just watch it and start again and again and again. So they put together the first uh, big one. It was, uh, it was called uh, DunderCon. It was in New Jersey. They did an amazing job. There were some missteps, you know, putting on a – it's a big project. But by and large, everybody had a good time. They had tons of cast members. There was activities. There was autographs. There was pictures. There was events. There was stuff on the stage. And then they did it again. Um, it was about a month ago, I think now, in uh, Chicago. Uh, a lot of similar cast members and then a lot of new people. This year we had Rain Wilson came and, and, and Paul Toby came um, and some others. Um, just an unbelievable experience to get to interact with fans um, to be to bring the family together because look, the show wasn't the actors. The show was the actors and the fans. If it wasn't for each other, there wouldn't be an office and it wouldn't be this popular 
show. It's not because of the actors. It's because of the actors and because of the fans. So to put everyone together, this family where everyone's just genuinely nice, genuinely enjoyed being a part of the show. It's such a wonderful experience. And for me, as a fan of the show, but also got to be on it, it is such a beautiful experience that I can make people happy, that I can make people smile, that I can make people have a better experience just by engaging with them. It's it's a, it's something that everyone should get to experience. And I think people need to understand whether it be coaches, teachers, police, firefighters, politicians, actors, celebrity of any kind, that if you wield a power like that, you can use it for so much good. You can use it to make somebody's day. Me saying hello to someone, me signing autograph, me responding to a message that somebody wants to communicate with me. It's such a beautiful thing and such a, a, a wonderful thing that I've been given a gift. So like, I wish I did a reunion every week because I'm just happy the entire time I am there. I am never not happy. Mm-hmm. That brings up another question. The encounters at the reunion, did any of them stand out to you? Did any of them like leave an impact on you? Um, yes, yeah, so many of them. I mean, there literally were so many of them because you know people saying that just telling me how much they love the show and my again, I was in it for such a short period of time, but people knowing the line, knowing the character, um, and being able to you know my friend Randy who made us all. I'm gonna show you. Uh, she's a fan. She was a volunteer. She made us all bracelets. Mine says "Cool Guy Paul." The reunion it was really beautiful that she made that um, for me. Uh, I, the most memorable for me, and he's going to be mad that I maybe tell it, was, you know, again, I was on one episode, played my little part, and I was walking back. We had the whole cast got together and had a little bit of a dinner and some drinks, and then Toby, Paul Lieberstein, uh, wanted to go back and go to sleep. So I said I'd walk him. You know, Chicago, I'd, I'd take him back to the room. So we're walking through this convention center towards the hotel, and I'm walking. Here I am with one of the most famous actors on the show, one of the best characters, Toby, Paul Lieberstein, just unbelievable and we're walking through the thing and someone from their union about 25 feet away and says, hey, look, cool guy, Paul. I was like, didn't even acknowledge that they're Toby and Paul. Here. So I was and Paul's my cousin now. And I was laughing. So he was laughing because he does not care in any way, shape or form about the celebrity. He doesn't care. But it was so funny that this that this person at the reunion was like, cool guy, Paul. Didn't even realize who I was walking with. And I walked the rest of the way. On uh, probably on cloud nine, just teasing Paul. I'm like, ah, like this is the real star. Like it was, it was, it was just really funny. Something mm-hmm. we laughed about, um, and uh, I, I, I will never forget that uh, mm-hmm. experience. And we'll tease him at it when I see him on Thanksgiving. You know, it would have been funny if the fan had asked you for the photo and asked him, "Hey, can you take this photo of a quick?" <laughs> that that would have been off the charts. Like I just. You know what? It was really just a beautiful moment. He laughed about it again because he does not care in any way, shape, or form. You know, and it was just funny to laugh about. Um, but again, there was just so many fan interactions and and uh, special experiences I had that you know that I will forever you know hold dear. And people that I still communicate with, I encourage everyone to you know connect with me on Instagram and message. I reply to almost everybody. Like yeah. I love, I love. I'm you know. You know, I put my pants on one leg at a time. I'm just like everybody else. I just happen to be behind the curtain. So I love interacting with people and hearing stories and sharing photos and all that stuff. I love it. And that's what we love at Buddy Cash here. We love people who have stories. We love people who, you're right, you're just you're like everyone else. You have a story to share. That's the difference. Yes, and so do all the fans. Everyone that I met has their own story. Mm-hmm. My story, part of my story, just happens to be that I was led onto the office as a bit, as a small part. 
but you've got a story and every fan I met has a story and a family and experiences and jobs and things that make them wonderful and charities. And we all get to share these stories. That's what the world's about. I mean, so I just have some cool stories. If you're an office fan, I was also a volunteer firefighter. Cool stories. If you're into that, I'm also an entrepreneur. I do check. So, you know, Shira who's on the show, she has an animal rescue. We all have great stories Mm -hmm. and don't let someone's perceived position of celebrity authority, wealth, uh, status, like make you feel that you're not equal and you can't share stories with them. I want to hear your story as much as you want to hear mine. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, that's what makes us, to makes us all go around. Mm-hmm. Now, I am blessed. And I know for a fact, I would not be this celebrity from the office if it wasn't for the fan base that kept the show popular. Right. So, exactly. so I, I love, I love this and I love talking to everybody and every single person wants to hang out in community, have drinks. I love it. Come by, let's have a coffee. Let's talk. I love it. I absolutely love that. And I've got a story for you since you love stories. I'm going to tell you the same thing that I told Sinbad when he was on this show. I said, you know, as honored as I am talking to you right now, you know, one of the most legendary actors and comedians of all time. I'm just as honored to talk to the piano teacher down the road who I grew up next door to, who, you know, just does it on the side, does it as a side gig. I'm just as honored to talk to the local police officer, to talk to the, you know, the just, everyone who I consider a celebrity because, and he looked right back at me and said, you should. You should. That's everyone's a celebrity. Look, I was just at my son's graduation from Indiana from IU and we're, we're at the Hyatt hotel in Bloomington, Indiana. And there's a guy that works there. And I think he's like a, a maintenance guy. And I start talking to him. Turns out he's a massive actor in Asia has made every Kung Fu film, speaks Mandarin, worked with Jackie Chan, the legends of the business, shot in all these movies. But he told his kids when it's high school time, we'll come back to the States so he could be with his family in the States. But here he is working at the hotel behind the counter, you know, doing maintenance. And everyone just looks at him as here's this guy. And you have his conversation with him. And he's like, and I found it. I looked at his IMDb. He's telling me about working with Jackie Chan and doing all these stunts and getting run over. I'm like, nobody would have that experience with him if they just judged him as, well, he's just a maintenance guy at the hotel. What are we going to talk to this guy for? Everybody's got a story. Everybody's interesting. Everybody's got something to add to your life and experiences that they want to share. And we all need to do that. Not just sit there and want to hear from the one who's made money or catches footballs or got to be on TV. Everyone's unique. And this planet is not identical without you in it, without me in it without every person listening to this in it, it's not the same planet. We, we are what we are because every single person in the uniqueness of it. So exactly. that's why I, I, I have these special times at the reunion or anywhere else I can meet people. Mm-hmm. That's one of our sayings on BuddyCast. Everybody, and that's Buddy with the UDDY, has a story. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's why I, you know, I, love, I love the concept of what you're doing. Just two buddies talking, two guys, just two guys, two gals, two people just sharing stories. Bingo. That, Love it. Uh, you know, that's why when you reached out to me, I said, absolutely. I want, I want to come on. Anytime I get to talk to someone new and do something fun, I'm in. Mm-hmm. Have you yourself ever thought of doing a podcast or doing some talk show or something like that? All the time, every day, 47 times a day. Uh, I started a Facebook page for my podcast about uh, six years ago and then never did it. You know, my ADD, I'm like, what's on X? Like, like if I had somebody, if you came here, 
you, you live next door and you sat down, you're like, Paul, we're going to do it. I'm going to get it all organized. You just get the guests and come on. Yeah, I would do it. But I'm all over what I just have to do it. I'd love to do it. Just not, not to make money off it. Not just, just so I can interview and talk to people I want to talk to. Like, and if people want to watch it, great. And if you don't want to watch it, I really don't care. I just get to talk to cool people. So yes, I've thought about it for a long, long time. If I'll do it one manager, day. If you need yeah. a manager, I know a guy. Yeah, that's, you know, that's, that's you know, it's someone who could be like, here's what we're doing. Paul, you need to show up uh, once a month or once a week and we'll have it all set up and interview people and talk. Then I would probably do it. So it's a matter of time. Eventually I'll get to yeah. it. Yeah. If you need help, I know a buddy. So, you know, a buddy. Absolutely. So I wanted to also ask you, what are your thoughts on going back to the office? What are your thoughts on the five families? <laughs> Look, I thought it was a great concept. The whole point was that everybody knew Dunder Mifflin and everybody knew Bob Vance from Vance Refrigeration, but you didn't know any of the other tenants in the building. So the whole point of introducing us and the three other tenants, myself, uh, Bill Kress and WB Jones was to introduce the other tenants of the building. So if they needed us for other stories, they could. And that was the plan. I got a call from Greg Daniels or an email from Greg saying, hey, we just had the writer's retreat. We got some ideas to you know, incorporate the tenants in. Are you available? Or you want? I'm like, I can't wait. Then it just worked out that with the arcs of the stories, they didn't need us. It would have been great to do two or three episodes a season. It would have been great for me. I would have loved more of the process. But in their creative process, they, they opted not to use it again. I thought it was a really funny concept to tie in the five families, and they rarely meet using the mob reference. Um, the, the people I met that were part of the five families, obviously, uh, Bobby Schaefer, Bob Vance was great to me. He was like a mentor. Uh, W.B. Jones was a cool guy. I speak to him every once in a while. One guy, um, Terrence Beezer, who played uh, Bill Crest, he's passed away. And then you had, you know, Michael Scott. Um, so I thought it was a great concept as a unique way to introduce new characters. Mm -hmm. So how do you think your character would have played on different episodes? Like, let's say, like Pretzel Day or something um, like that. You know, I look, he, he was cool guy, Paul. He was straightforward, ran a disaster kid company. Like there was an episode where there was a fire in the building and cool guy, Paul just would have handled it. Like I was a guy who just came in matter of factly and handled it. Or if there was a robbery, there was a, a theft of the building. They, you know, they would have got cool guy, Paul involved. Just one, two, three, none of the nonsense that you know, Dwight and all the other characters would go there. I would just, I think they would have used me as just this matter of fact. You would have been okay. the guy who had just gotten just a regular pretzel and just walked away. Like just. That's it. Just settled it. Well, they're going crazy. Like, I think that's how they would have used us as other characters. Uh, mm -hmm. Unfortunately, they didn't. But fortunately, they 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 let me on once, uh, mm -hmm. and they let me you know be a part of the experience. And maybe if they ever get together and make a movie about it, um, they'll they'll bring back some of the tenants so we can we can poke our heads in there. I hope. Mm -hmm. And then at the end, they'll have you say, "This could have been done over email." Uh, what? It's amazing to me how many people know that line. One episode. 60 second long. How many people say could have done this over email? Like it's how just how many times have you signed that line? Have you like incorporated that in an autograph? Uh, at, at, at half the autographs I sign, I, I write could have done it over email. Could have done this over email. Um, <laughs> and gonna you know like it's just a. Uh, I've seen shirts with it. It's just it, what a great line that that I was thrown, um, which was awesome. Mm -hmm. So many actors have come on the show, and it's that one line. Like we just had uh, Steve Heitner from uh, Seinfeld. In other words, that's gold, Jerry Gold. Right, just one line. Look, one line, and this show is obviously The Office is, you can have one line on thousands of shows and nobody, but The Office, every character matters, every appearance matters, everybody knows all the little, there is no, like there, like, there is no bit part. Everyone that showed up 
people react to doing their own way, whether it was somebody making a delivery, like that was the beauty of the show. Uh, and they got a lot of great comic talent to show up and, uh, and do it, you know, Absolutely. and then they got me. Yeah. There you go. Just love the fact that in all of Hollywood, they couldn't find someone to play me. That, that means I'm kind of unique. Mm-hmm. So what is cool guy? Think of buddy cast. I think it's super cool. I think, I think the concept of just having a conversation with another buddy, um, is a great idea. It's just, you know, it's just another format to have communication human to human, not, not, chat GPT or AI or our computers talking or text messages back and forth, a, a connection where you're looking at someone, you're smiling and just having a chat with a buddy. That's that. We can't let that go away. Mm -mm. Um, in our world of micro conversations and uh, emojis and, and artificial intelligence, human to human interaction with emotion, intonation, immediacy is, is, is just um, so pure and, and what we need to keep alive. You're absolutely, you're absolutely right. That's the whole concept of BuddyCast, buddies having conversation. But you're right on so many points, like having human conversation. How many times have you walked into a coffee shop with your buddy and there are sitting two people at a table, like to your left or something, and right there, they're talking to each other, but they're not talking like you and me. They're doing this. Right. They look at the phone, they look up quickly, micro conversation. Or um, they're using the phone to talk to each other when they're sitting right there. Yeah, I watch kids do it all the time. When I, you know, you go to dinner and you'll see seven people on a phone at a dinner table. It, it's we're losing, we're losing the 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 humanness, the, the 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 handshake, the hug, the look in your eyes, the smile, the intonation um, of just you know. Here's what I tell a lot of people: is there's a lot of um, um, beautiful things with technology that we can do faster and better, but it levels the playing field. Mm -hmm. The one thing that the technology can never, ever, ever replace is me. Mm -hmm. Can't replace you. I, I'm the only Paul Faust there is. No matter what technology, you can copy my voice. You got you ain't getting me. I am me. And the only way to bring that really out is in one-to-one -one or group, small group conversation with human beings. And so I love, I love what you're doing. I love the concept. Thank you. You've touched a lot on what it means to be someone's buddy, but I want to ask that because it's one of our favorite questions. It's one of our sponsored questions brought to us by my buddy, Jonas Kane at hashtag positivity. In your own words, what does it mean to be someone's buddy? Um, look, I think there's a difference between being someone's buddy and someone's friend. I take the word friend very seriously. Like to me, when I call you my friend, um, that that's a little closer to me than a buddy. A buddy is, you know, someone obviously I know I have an experience with. I, I, I mean, quite frankly, almost everybody I meet is like, I'll say, hey, buddy, like a human being that I had some kind of connection with. It could be a two second conversation. It could be when I when I order food at a, at a fast food place, the other person on the other side of the thing is a buddy. Just another human being just trying to go about their life, live, be happy, smile, educate their, you know, their family, put some food on the table. Um, that to me is a buddy. Now, you could then move that to the next category, which to me is friend, which kind of entails deeper meaning. And I mm -hmm. think that people need to hold that word friend needs to have a little bit more meaning to people. Like people say, oh, my, oh, my friend, my friend. They're not your friends. Those are acquaintances. It's different. So friend, I think, is different. Buddy is, I think, just any other human being that just genuinely wants to connect, wants to smile, wants to sort of have an interaction is a buddy, you know? And then from there, relationships can build into more. Um, or less, but yeah, I just, I, I, that's kind of my view on what a buddy is, you know? 
Awesome. And buddy, we've come to what we've called the ultimate buddy cast buddy question. You ready for this one? Uh Uh-oh, let's go. For anyone out there watching or who's going to watch the replay as well, who dreams of being an actor one day, whether it's big roles or whether it's those small roles that are very iconic, what is your advice to them? Do it. Just just go do it. And don't let, first of all, don't let other people say you can't do it. Go online. There's a ton of resources with backstage and casting sites where you can find opportunities. Just go work. Like, like it doesn't have to be the next blockbuster movie. Could be a local movie shooting, a college film. You don't know where it will lead. I'll give you great stories. We just shot a movie in Florida, this Love Kills um, with Bruce Blotchy. And uh, he wrote and directed, so I have to give him credit because it's amazing. And we asked people, I asked friends of mine, hey, you want to come and be an extra? And People came to be extras, and then we, you know, I, I had friends of mine visit the scene, the set, and I'd be like, get in that scene. We throw them a scene. Some people we threw a line to. Um, you know, you don't know when you're working on a set. Let's say you show up and you're getting paid 50, 75 bucks for a few hours to be an extra in, a, in our movie. What happens when you show up and, and you be an extra in our movie and you have a great personality, you have a great look, you're kind of super cool, and maybe you got a little bit of talent, and then we're making another movie in three months. Do you know how many of the extras have reached out to me saying, hey, I'd love to work in the next movie? Maybe one of them is perfect for a speaking role. Now, granted, we're making micro-budget movies that they're going on streaming, but what happens if our next one that gets picked up, we make a bigger movie? Or what happens if someone sees you in our movie and goes, I wonder who that person is? If you want to do it, do it. Find spots to work. There are tons of opportunities to get on TV shows, movies, background, one line, reach out to your network. You don't have to have a Hollywood agent to do it and enjoy the process. Enjoy being creative and, and with around these amazing people and you will, you'll see where it goes from there. So just do it and enjoy the process. Just do it. Enjoy the process. Enjoy, enjoy, enjoy the trip. Don't try and do it for the, for the top of the mountain. Do it for the journey. Mm-hmm. Enjoy the journey. I love that. Well, buddy, thank you for being a buddy here on BuddyCast. It was a true pleasure talking with you. I learned a lot today. I'm thankful to have this opportunity. And I have one favor to ask you before we close out this episode. Whatever you do today, tomorrow, next week, next month, or even next year, please promise me you're going to go out and be someone's buddy. 100%. 100%. I will will continue to do it all the time. I appreciate you. Thank you for having me. Mm -hmm. Stick around for a minute. We'll chat afterwards. But Absolutely. For all my buddies out there, this is my buddy, Paul Faust. Please check out The Office. Check out his works. Reach out to him. He said he likes interacting with people, so reach out. I'm your host, Nick Sorensen. Thank you for joining us on another episode of Everybody's Favorite Show. When the days are going fast, buddy, buddy, we've got to make them last. Buddy, buddy, before they've all gone fast. Everybody tune in to Buddy Cast. Don't feel none it can make it, buddy. Here on Buddy Cast.